you're the girl who invites your sister and her roommate Trina over for family dinner because they're now reaching tenure in their it's just a phase relationship, then this show's for you. Episode six, for colored girls who love girls, who love girls, who love girls, who love girls, who love girls. Who love girls. Ooh. Let's get it poppin'. Hello and welcome back to the Four Colored Girls Podcast. Hey. hey. This episode is going to be focused on all things pride. Hey. Um, hey. hey. <laughs> so today we're going to start with our names, our gender, our preferred pronouns, and how we identify sexually. Oh, well, that's a new thing. <laughs> uh, so my name is Sabria. Um, I identify as a female. My preferred pronouns are she and her. Um, and I am strongly into the dick, so uh, heterosexual over here. <laughs> strongly into the dick. <laughs> Solidly into the dick? Okay. Glass, okay. I am Jessica. I am female. Preferred pronouns, she, her, um, and my sexual identity, I am heterosexual. Dick, 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 dick. Um, I wasn't trying to, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kimberly. Now Kimberly Chalk. I think the last time we did this, I wasn't even married. Oh nope. my God. And I am married to a man. Um, I identify with she and her. Yes, he's a cisgendered male. Uh, I am heterosexual. However, if some wild shit went down and my husband was like, let's do this. I would do it. Fluid. So what does that mean? Oh, oh. Trisexual? <laughs> okay. I'm trisexual. But I am not, I'm not ready to try anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that. Baby steps. Baby steps. I, I got a lifetime. I feel like all you bitches and kiss a girl. I have. Hi. I have. Yeah. I'm Jet. I'm a femme. My preferred pronouns are... Bad bitch. Yes. <laughs> like that. Right bitch. Yes. Hot bitch. Hot bitch. Woo! Oh my god. Or or she. Okay. Um, in my sexual identity, I'm queer, but for all intents and purposes, I'm bisexual. I've had a few penises in my lifetime, but I prefer silicone ding dongs. <laughs> Get in where you fit in. <laughs> I made room. I like them too. Okay. okay. Um, so today we have an amazing guest. Woo! So, um, my name is LC, and you told me what my name was. I'm <laughs> sure I'll restate it one more time. Restate it. Um, my preferred gender pronouns are she and her. That's a little like tidbit. I it makes my skin like itch when people say their preferred gender pronouns. And then they say a proper noun being their name because it's a proper noun. So I just wanted to say that, but also a word nerd. <laughs> kind of like, She's yeah. um, but whatever. And I identify sexually as um, energetically fluid. Mm. Um, however, I love uh, being a lint licker. <laughs> Wait, I want to understand energetically fluid. What does that mean? So, like, Let's get into when it. we talk about things like gender, I understand gender as, like, an energy. Some people understand it as, like, a physical, like, expression, mm-hmm. which I think is a manifestation of an energy, a physical manifestation of an energy. 
So though one may be presenting ma masculine um, in dress, they may not have masculine energy. They may have feminine energy. Or one could be presenting in feminine dress and have a lot of masculine energy or be very, very sort of balanced. So that's mm. Interesting. That's why she's our guest, folks. Yeah. Because we don't know none of the shit she's talking about. <laughs> We're learning today. Thank you. So Elle will be joining us periodically in our conversation, and then we will talk to the magical Elle Sid about her music, her musical experience and journey, and she'll drop some more gems for us. But right now, the top black girl magic moments of the moment of the week. <laughs> Jessica. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, number one, Dee Reese, who directed Pariah. She directed Bessie on HBO. She just got, she's making a horror movie with um, the producer from Split and Get Out. It's about a black lesbian couple um, in rural America. So Ooh. that's coming out within the next year, I guess. That's magical. That's it is. Um, I see it. And it's like it's just so magical, too, about all the really female-led movies that are coming out and just more um, ways in which female actors, are, or should I say actresses, uh, are being promoted and, and seen these no, days. You can say actor, right? Because Whoopi you don't Goldberg. say doctors. Right, exactly. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Again, anyway, learning, learning, learning. That's a big. Um, yeah, that's dope. I'll, I'll see that. I'll toast my glass to her. Ching ching. <laughs> and um, <laughs> number two, the second moment. You know, Steve Scalise, the congressman who was shot a couple of days ago in our hometown. In our hometown. So basically, he knows how it is to be out on the streets playing basketball in well, Chicago. Well, he's playing baseball, so it's a little bit wider. Or Dominican. Or Dominican. And uh, <laughs> he was shot by a Bernie bro or whatever um, in Alexandria, Virginia. Yes. But uh, the detail who saved his life was a queer black woman. Her name is uh, Crystal Grenier. Um, she's a Capitol Police officer. She got shot in the ankle, saved his life. But the thing is, Steve Scalise is like anti-black, mm. anti-gay marriage. Mm. And so, yeah, this black woman saved him. Uh, queer, <laughs> oh, yeah. A queer black woman saved him. So I can't wait for, like, the, the, the interviews after he, you know, survived or whatever. Um, Maybe he'll die in this no interview. Well, did you, did you see the article that this guy wrote that basically was like, I think we should let people oh, like yeah, that die? Oh, yeah, I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Scalise? No. No, 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 no. This person wrote an article that was like, that, like that. This is the conversation that people are saying. The the irony that a queer black woman saved this white man's life who is so against her very existence, right. and kind of like what we as a society we're like failing people like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we see these people drowning or on fire, that <laughs> we should die. just let them die. So, I mean, I think it was very metaphorical. Right, I don't think it was literal, yeah. but. Anyway, congrats, I guess. Hope good speedy recovery. She's in the hospital. She got shot in the ankle. I hope that you can get back with to her, work. her wife, Tiffany, was saying that she's, she played in uh, WNBA, I believe. She's like, yeah, <laughs> gay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I hope, I'm sending her all the best vibes. Yeah. And thank you for being a better person than me. Right. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't be a cop in the first place, so. Thank you for being a better person than a lot of us and being brave and getting in gunfire. I'm running. Gunshots yeah, happening? I'm. Even on the job, crawling <laughs> sure. away. Doing one of these, so, like... She's very, 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 
very brave and we commend you always a queer black woman saving the motherfucking day and starting the movement mm-hmm, speaking mm-hmm. of queer black women starting the movement in philly um amber hikes she's philadelphia's director of lgb lgbt affairs and during their pride they released a new um pride flag which now includes um black and brown stripes yeah and of course white gays are losing their fucking minds <laughs> they're like losing their minds i like it it's inclusive i like the pin also it's part of the it. rainbow so like, <laughs> i don't know but yeah so. i mean if you put all those colors together you're gonna get black and brown so bong. um so yeah, white so. people calm the fuck down you guys have everything okay <laughs> you have everything. just relax two stripes um and this isn't really a just specifically to black girls but there was this article on black youth project that i thought might be interesting to talk about for a second it's um keep your white friends and partners away from black pride events because i know jet and i mm. just went to black pride in dc oh i went to black pride too. oh yeah <laughs> well, sort of. i went to black brunch black pride brunch gay black brunch but this article also has made white people feel very uncomfortable and What's black new? people with white partners feel very uncomfortable with. I think it's a fair... Meaning know. that they don't want... I, so what, I don't bring no article. white people to, like, a black event, basically. A black, or a black pride, pride event. event. Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like it makes sense. So do I. I mean, we have to have separate spaces because everything is white. Yeah. But I wonder... But I wonder white. And not that I agree with this, but I wonder. As an ally, I'd be up in there. That's what so, the other conversation but ended you up can't being. race and... Race, gender, race, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, apples, oranges, and people always try to make them the same argument. Yeah. They're different arguments. So, like, a black pride event is an intersection of sexuality and race identity, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to white supremacy, which motherfucking injects itself into everything. <laughs> I mean, it's like, to me, like, if I say to someone, and I have predominantly dated white people, if I say to my partner, like, this one thing... Can you just stay home? To me, it's like, what, what is the big deal right. for them to be like, yeah, cool. Like, well, I do get you it. married other white things available to you at that moment? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. There's like little other things to do. But I think that goes to show that a lot of people who are in uh, interracial, and by interracial I mean a person of color in a white person relationship, there's a lot of unspoken conversation about the privilege that exists in that intimate space. Sure. Because there is still privilege there. Well, that's the end of my um, four, you know, Black Girl Magic moments. Is I did want to give a, You got a bonus? Yeah, I do have a bonus. I saw um, 195 Lewis. Hey! <laughs> it's a web series that they're hoping to turn into, I guess, a television show, hopefully. It's uh, based on, it's like, described as the L word meets living single meets, I don't know what. Um, <laughs> queer polyamory queer, in Brooklyn? Queer black women in Brooklyn. It's really beautiful shot um, episodes. <laughs> um, check them out. It's not out available already, but check them out on Facebook. They'll find and they're on screen. Instagram too. Okay. They're having screenings. They'll hopefully have a screening soon, so just check out 195 Lewis. Black lesbian love. Yeah. Me and Elle were part of that movement. High five above the mic. Oh yeah, we were extra. I was an extra in that. Too, they used the back of my head a lot of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> Time to 
love this new section that was made for me and my also my new theme song too. It was we really great. You. We're always about making new spaces, creating new spaces. I love it. I love it. Well, the new space that they well tell people about you, you first. So they can oh yeah. So the reason Kimmy said a non medical moment is because technically. Um, I am a doctor, but I have a PhD in biomedical sciences. Play a haters degree. So, you know, I can't at all diagnose you, but uh, <laughs> if you were sick, I'd be super interested to study why you are sick and also play around with whatever bacteria you have. Also, she'll read you. <laughs> um, so one of the things that um, I was asked to think about was, especially because this was a Pride episode, was the science behind being gay. So there was a, so I actually didn't really know that much about this. My, my background is in microbiology and immunology. I know a little bit about genetics. Um, so I had to do a little bit of research. Um, and I found that there was one paper um, that claimed uh, that they found some genetic markers that they could kind of assess whether or not someone may or may not grow up to be gay. And the way that they did this study was they looked at sets of twins, um, one twin who was straight, who identified as straight, and then one who identified as gay, and they looked at their DNA sequence, uh, you know, to see if there's any differences or anything. And so um, to not get too scientifical, um, scientifical, wow. <laughs> The, the thing that they looked at were these things called epigenetic markers, um, and what those are are these markers on DNA that, doesn't, that don't necessarily change the structure um, or the sequence of the DNA. Um, <clears throat> they're just like methylation groups that determine whether or not a gene is active or not. And so what they found were that in some um, individuals who identified as gay, um, they had certain methylation markers. It doesn't change your DNA sequence, but it just says uh, whether a protein gets made, whether a gene gets turned on or off or not. Um, and it's a very, it's not random, but it's very different um, depending on who it is. So, so I this, feel like you bring up a really valid point that there's only one paper. I was going to say, this is one well, paper? Right, right, but it, so what, <laughs> I say all this to also, to the, really the, the point of it is that a lot of geneticists have really kind of debunked this paper, not to say that it's not accurate, but the sample size they used was very small. So they only looked at, I think, something like 10 groups of twins. Oh. But what ends up, what ends up happening they is... They had no money. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, they, they didn't have a lot of funding for it. But even, right, even if they did, the problem with epigenetic studies and statistics is that um, it's not statistically uh, powerful. Basically, um, what ends up happening too a lot of times is, right, when papers like this come out and then the media basically is like, oh, people have found the, the gay gene, right? And the problem with even saying that is then people can look at that and say, well, then there's a thing that we can fix, right? Uh, if someone, if there is such a thing as a gay gene, then we can either turn it on or off, whatever. And so really, you know, so I read that and I was like, okay, well, that's actually not even that interesting to me. What's more interesting, at least the conversation that I thought was more interesting, is this idea be behind gender versus sex. Actually, I read about in the Dominican Republic, there's a small population of children who are born in the DR. They have female genitalia when they're born, but then <clears throat> they actually, because, um, like I said, depending on um, whether or not you have this gene or not, um, you, get, you get a surge of testosterone at puberty, and so you develop male genitalia. And then, at puberty? Mm -hmm, like when you're 12 or 13. They so are. In the Dominican Republic, there's a small a group of children. That, oh, do you know what I mean? But then after the age of 12, because they get the surge of um, testosterone, they develop penises, and then they, wow. then they mature into men. And but they've been raised as women up until they're like 10 or 11, you know? And they're men. 
or they stay with me. Yeah, yeah, like like in the DR capacity to have this conversation, so I'm going to stay in my lane. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess what it, but right, but I think that, but I think to your point, I think a lot of people don't have the capacity to have these kinds of conversations because they're so stuck in the because you have a vagina and breast, you are a woman, and because you have a dick and an Adam's apple and you grow facial hair, you are a man. And I think I think that that is dangerous. Yeah, because I think I think that, and I mean it's. You know, I think even when I was reading a lot about this, I was like, oh, like, I, like, kind of looked at myself and I was like, what makes me a woman? When we were, you know, coming up with this podcast, I was, like, I was just like, okay, what do I have to add? And I started thinking about my life and everything that I've gone through. And I remember when I was, when I was a kid, like, I love wearing boy socks. I thought that was a big deal, mm-hmm. and me and my little best friend would call each other Bill and Bob. We thought that <laughs> shit was funny. And then I used to love looking, I, I got turned on watching ladies wrestling, and then I used to love watching, <laughs> I used to love stealing Playboys. And I remember, and I used to, dra- I used to draw monster trucks. Okay. And I remember hanging out with all these little boys in my neighborhood, little white boys, and I was like, oh, my God, look at this Playboy. Oh, look at those titties. Da, da, da. And they were like, well, why are you looking at that? And I remember being like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I and I remember feeling, like, shunned about it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, sorry. I, and I just always think about, like, well, what if I, like, explored that more? and explored mm-hmm. and didn't feel shamed, mm-hmm. you know? But I think, you know, there's a research, and I can't remember his name now, and they did a study where they interviewed um, a thousand people who identify as millennials, and over 50% of them believe that gender is on a spectrum. So just because these individuals are also growing up in a society now that has things like what are the pronouns that you identify with, that's already something that they're thinking about. And so the conversation's already changing, right? right? So I sometimes think to myself, like, I really do the best that I can with the information that I have, if someone says to me, like, my pronoun is this, I really do try to remember. And also I have to also remember that I grew up in a society and where the conversation was, you know. Different. So, so different. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I know that was more than a medical minute. But what I would say is the jury is out on, in the scientific community, is out on whether or not there is a quote-unquote gay gene uh, because the paper that wrote about it uh, it was not statistically significant, um, right. and it was just not that it was not poor, not well done. Um, it just wasn't the evidence wasn't strong enough, and it wasn't saying what it thought it was saying. And evidence is a good word. There is just more evidence that things that could be researched. There's not really a lot of equity in mm-hmm. in doing that research, especially Absolutely. things that have huge social implications. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is. The part where we talk about getting our shit together. Um, these are so good, by the way. I just need to say it because I know these are like on awesome. the fly and it's amazing. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. Uh, we talk about self care and being mindful with each other and how we can just be better humans and citizens of the world. I'm going to start. I'll start. <laughs> Y'all, I've been trying to, like, open my eyes and open my heart to new horizons. So, our friends asked, come camping with us. And I said, okay. Knowing my ass is bougie as hell. (laughs) 
I took on Delicious. the challenge. I made on some bougie. I made a whole bunch of food that mm. like had a bunch of like it wasn't camp food. When you go Shit to REI, it was like a bag of biscuits and gravy powder. You add water and that's what you eat. And I uh, said, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Wait, like like astronaut food? Like soil and Basically, grain? astronaut food. And I said, yeah. in a in a in the woods? In the woods. I'm mm. not gonna do that. So basically, um, my partner, he has camped several times, but he decided to buy like a little tent that really fits one person. He said it was a two-person tent. So I'm just gonna make I'm just gonna make a long story short. I was miserable. It was hot. It was it there were bugs everywhere, fighting everywhere, and there were some people, some company that were there as well that they were kind of racist. And it was not a great experience. But you tried new things. I tried and I didn't complain. You stretched. And when people asked me, I gave them a bullet point presentation of why I hated being there. Receipts. And so you better. And so basically Toya was like, let's let's pack up now. Let's leave bright and early, six o'clock in the morning. Kimmy is not happy. And, you know, I'm trying new things, but like I also said, I'm not into that, so I gotta go have my bougie retreat in Costa Rica. So I just, As you should. So, literally the day after, I went to Costa Rica for five days. Nice. And that shit was looking love. That definitely sounds like a treat yourself experience. Mm-hmm. Self care. So, you had self awareness, self actualization. Yeah. And verbalized it. I verbalized it, and while I was in Costa Rica, I was able to. So, anybody, when you get married, go on a honeymoon right away. Because if you come back to real life right after you planned this smorgasbord of like crazy events, you're not gonna give a fuck about anything, and you're gonna have an attitude. People like I don't care, I don't care. I was looking at people like that all the time, so I had to come back for work, which is amazing, great. But having a whole month until I got away was was I I my my what is it my not my chakras. My energy was my my inner my life energy was low, mm. and so when I got there, I definitely was able to focus on eating healthy, chanting consistently, reading because I stopped reading, I stopped writing my journal, I stopped working out. Mm. I was eating all the pasta with with butter and with cheese. Butter I'm sure, and cheese. yeah. I don't eat that. Um, I'm supposed to be vegan, <laughs> and so you know I was able to get my life all back together. So though so and self realization that I need a bougie ass take me out into the wilderness moment. Like, glamping. Glamping. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Actually I feel like camping is appropriate if it's on the beach mm-hmm. and there that is be a home even bigger to it. I can camp for like a few hours well, in the day. That's not camping. But here's the thing Yes it is that's staying on the beach. Toy and Jas- <laughs> Toy and Jasmine had an eight person tent with an air mattress that that yeah, that went up to here, they had real sheets. Yeah, they had a fan that had, was battery operated. <laughs> These bitches had it going on, and I was going. They were like, that. they were like, Kimmy, do you want to just lay in our tent? I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so I spent a lot of time reading and napping in their tent. Well, it's physical it camping better. with friends. All right. Well, you grew. Yeah. You stretched. L and you look glowed up. Your tan is on fleek. Thank Skin you. is looking good too. Thank you. Elle, do you have a self-care moment you'd like to share with the listeners? 
Mm. As you rub your titties. Titty. Um, I have. I took like a hiatus. It actually wasn't a hiatus. I was realigning with uh, what resonates best with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also allowing myself to be in a space wherever that space was. And what that really meant was that I wasn't doing as much yoga as I was accustomed to doing. I wasn't very active. And I wasn't chanting. Like, I wasn't doing things. I didn't feel completely off. Like, I still meditate every every morning. Um, I would get to yoga when I could get to it. But what was important for me for my self-care was realizing what shift, what shifted my availability to do those things that supported me. Mm-hmm. And what that thing was was my job. Mm. I worked in tech retail, so we gonna call it okay, <laughs> and that meant in, in Soho, and that meant encountering a lot of people, a lot of energies, a lot of you know things, and I didn't get to spend as much time out in nature. Um, I love dogs. I walk dogs in addition to the other many things that I do. Um, I wasn't spending time outside with my dogs. I wasn't hugging trees and leaning upon mm. them. I wasn't breathing fresh air. I wasn't only being with myself in my walking meditation with my dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just in a building and downstairs um, where we could eat was like white walls. I felt like psychotic and shit. It was just too fucking sterile. No windows. No windows. Vending machines with things that were not things that you should eat. Um, not food. Yeah, not food. And so I realized that that was the thing where I spent the most time. And so I started to vibrate at that frequency mm-hmm. um, and make decisions from that place. Then I was like, fuck this shit. So mm-hmm. I am no longer doing that and have thus decided to incorporate some martial arts into my life mm-hmm. as a healthy way to exercise um, any anger or aggression that I am moving through from the past. Mm-hmm. Which, which um, martial art? I have not figured that part out yet. What's the Wing Choi, the one with the, the woman? One with My husband will have you at jiu-jitsu. Well, look at God. <laughs> so I'll go check that out. But we'll that's what I've just decided. Um, I want to practice on, uh, not practice, I want to do a little bit of work on, like, sticking to things. I'm an air sign, so I'm just like, ooh, this is pretty, ooh, glittery. Like, mm-hmm. consistency mm-hmm. is something that can be challenging for me. Um, but I've also learned after, like, being consistent that I also can be very consistent. Um, so for self-care for me, it's realizing what's not working, control all deleting what's mm-hmm. not working instead of adding commas to that bitch. Mm-hmm. And then initiating or incorporating new things that could also work. Um, this is Jessica. I have made an effort to drink more water every day. Um, because I don't, I drink soda all the time, so that's bad. <laughs> so I've been drinking more water, which means I have to pee all the fucking time uh, now. Right? <laughs> the worst. I get up <laughs> so early in the morning, I'm like, I have like three more hours, but I really have to pee. And also, for the for about eight months, I had free Ubers for a very long time, so I got very lazy. <laughs> and now I'm, <laughs> no longer have those, so now I'm um, walking more, which I love doing, actually. I love to walk long, mm. I walk home from work and things, so. <laughs> Um, so I have, I too have been drinking more water. Um, it's very hard because you do have to go to the all the time. Um, I also recently completed Whole30, um, which meant that, uh, for 30 days I did no dairy, no processed sugar, 
no alcohol. What else? No dairy, no grains, no, no legumes, no, no caffeine. caffeine. Jesus. No sugar? No sugar. Yeah, no processed. I said no processed sugar. So what can you eat? I know. Protein um, it's proteins. Okay. It's a lot of proteins, a lot of vegetables, a lot of, uh, you can eat fruit. It's like Instagram um, model diet also. Yeah, I actually didn't lose any weight though. Um, and it, I, that's not why I did it. But anyway, so that was a thing that I did and I actually was really proud that I stuck to it given that I like to, you know... Have a big, have a, a big, have a nice beverage, beverage <laughs> every now and then. Um, so that was one thing I did that I really liked. So I increased my water intake. Um, the other thing that I did was I actually, um, I've been saying no to a lot of things um, in terms of like, and even like hanging out with friends and things like that because I think, I think to Elle's point about energies, you know, I sometimes am like, what, what is my energy really? Like what, what I, what do I really think about this thing? Um, and so spending a lot of time with myself has been helpful. Um, I've been drawing again, um, which has been fun for me. I like your plants that you drew. Thank oh, you. Yeah. So um, and I've been journaling a little bit more. So I feel, um, I feel I'm feeling like my um, energy is aligning with where I want it to be more That's because of these activities. I have resumed my love affair with reading. Ooh, what are you reading? I'm reading a book called Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown. She co-authored and edited a book about social justice in Octavia Butler. So like using Afrofuturism as a strategy for thinking about the future. So Emergent Strategy is this concept where instead of thinking about things strategically on the actions that we make on like a day-to-day within organizations, specifically within the context of the social justice movement, more so thinking about envisioning a future, challenging our beliefs, changing our actions in a microcosm of small steps that would eventually transform to bigger things. So I kind of, I'm very early into the book, uh, but what I learned uh, or what my intuition spoke to me about was thinking about how our work black ancestors um, who were in bondage may never had a think tank to think about what is our spiritual strategy Mm -hmm. for how our future will look. Mm -hmm. However, they had this vision for freedom. They had this burning desire and this hope that really resonated into the, the, the way that we actually live right now. We're free. Like, you know, there's all these arguments, but we're definitely way more free than they (laughs) They were. And so it allows me to kind of expand my idea about what do I believe about what my future looks like? And am I buying into white imagination for what this future looks like? Because there's always like this dystopic narrative. So reading that book, but I've been kind of like a little off my game. I'm not going to lie. I mean, off my game in the sense that... Um, I haven't really been like intentional about what I've been eating, but I haven't mm. been doing that for a while. I've been intentional about how I look, but that self-care, self-care, self-care. I haven't fallen all the way up <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, where I'm at. And then, um, I've been working on resolving some intimate family issues. I had mm. a very difficult conversation with my biological father the other day mm. on FaceTime. I had been avoiding him for several months he had been sending me very interesting text messages that I had been avoiding but I decided to face the music and tell him that I just do not have the emotional capacity to pretend like our relationship is perfect mm-hmm. and I'm not going to 
continue to do that, but that I do want to work on building a legacy based off of the intentions of my grandparents, no mm. matter how he fucked it up. And, you know, he, he accepted that and he took it in. So I made space in my life for that. We have our amazing guest, El Cid, here. Woo! Woo! Air horn. <laughs> 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 DJ Clue, Clue. Oh, sorry. I just, sorry DJ guys, I thought we were doing a remix. version. <laughs> Anyway, so Elle, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So, word on the street is you're a musician. Oh. <laughs> word on the street is that you're a musician. I know that you're a musician because we are friends. Yes. So, uh, tell me about your musical journey and where you are right now. I remember writing my first song. Don't know how old I was, but I remember it was in a journal that was a pale pink with flowers all over it. Do not remember the song. I also have a vivid memory of my play toy singer sewing machine that my mom got me that came with this really small piece of like red square fabric. What the fuck I was supposed to do with that? I don't know, because I couldn't make shit out of it. Um, and so I say all that to say that I first went to school to be a criminologist. What the fuck was I thinking? Dated someone who was like, mm, I don't know if that's for you. And I was like, what you mean? And then learned that they went to art school. They are also a musician. And after that, I was like, okay. So then I started looking into fashion stuff. I went to FIT and learned that I want to make music for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and prior to going to FIT, I was debt free because Atlanta has this wonderful Hope Scholarship where if you maintain a decent GPA, you get to go to wherever you want to go free. So I was good. So it was an expensive lesson. And so I've been um, progressing on this musical journey for about the past three and a half, four years. Heck, sorry. Had you sung when you were little? Oh, yeah. I sang all the time in my house. A lot of my friends here don't know that I sing, though. Like, it's Oh, oh interesting. Surprise. Like, <laughs> my soul me. So there's a differentiation. And I guess I can do that. Can we get the, I have. I want the soul me definition also. Soul me. I'm going to get soul me and I'm going to get friends. So means you've been to my house. I break bread with you. Mm -hmm. So me, right? Okay. Like, and then friends. So friends is the equivalent of everyone else's associate. Like, we're friends. Mm -hmm. It's not distant, but... Um, you wouldn't pick me up at the airport. Just, I would probably pick you up from the airport because I'm kind, but the level of, like, how intimate our relationship is, what we share, how we commune, have we ever communed together? If we've never communed together, mm -hmm. then you're probably not my soul me. Is soul me soul homie? Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, come on, girl. Foley. Yes. Anyway, sorry. So you're, unless you're like a soulmate, maybe you don't know you that don't you know. are a vocal musician. Mm. It's true. You could also be a soulmate and still not know. Like, you can know that I probably sing around the house, but not know. Like, you come to my room and I got, like, my equipment and stuff. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know I love music, but you may not. It's not something that I was actively speaking up on. I didn't even identify as a musician for a great, like, I just started identifying as such. How does that make you feel? Um, it's very empowering. I believe that the tongue is very mighty. And you, um, I mean, in all the ways. Where is the lie? So, um, speaking things and, and speaking things allow, allow a space for me to stand and be the embodiment of the things I speak about. So, not sort of. I don't like to say like pussyfooting or being a bitch because I think it's 
rude and disrespectful to like get these like feminist yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I was not, I was not taking it seriously. Um, and that was part of like taking it seriously. How, how am I identifying? Am I identifying as someone who like does music as a hobby? No, it's really serious for me. Like music is a healer. It has helped me through a lot of things. Um, and I enjoy writing. I, I, words are my first love because my quote, words are my first love because though people use them to be dishonest, words always mean what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, so the musical journey has been awesome. I've been recently introduced to a beautiful spirit by the name of Abby Lincoln and Betty Carter, yeah. um, by way of this beautiful being in my life. Um, I won't say their names for, uh, <laughs> privacy. Yeah. Like, and just like the exploration of music. And I hadn't listened to music that literally gave me a visceral, uh, response in my mind body and spirit um and so that's just like oh my god like this year's just blown. so you're living in brooklyn now yes making music living in brooklyn making music got caught up on some of my self-righteousness and <laughs> sorry it happens from time to time and also loving mm-hmm and so, what's your what's your romantic life looking like? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you talking about sex on your show. So basically, how do you like to have your sex? <laughs> um, I like to have my sex in private. Oh, oh. I can respect that. I'm gonna go a little deeper. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna respect it, but more. Well, actually, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. If you weren't sweating before, because I have no AC in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when Sabria was talking a bit earlier, we were talking about genetics and gender identity. Uh, we were talking about the fact that they use like a super small sample group of twins oh, right. who have one twin that's identifies as gay or queer, and then we have a twin that doesn't. Right. So I know you're a twin. I am a twin. And your twin does not identify My as gay. My twin is heterosexual. Are y'all fraternal? Yeah. Fraternal. Okay. He. Um, and for those who are unaware, you can be same sex and not be identical twins still. Uh, to my knowledge, you have three oh, yeah. types of twins. I don't know all of them. Yeah. Um, you can be from the same egg, <clears throat> split. You can be from, why are we getting into this? Two different why eggs. Not? You can be from one egg that was fertilized and right. then split. So, you know, what I like to think is that God just like to play around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like a mad scientist and all this shit is just like all the things God created. So, um, but yeah, my twin brother is heterosexual with a beautiful daughter. Um, and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> you said earlier you were a lint licker. Gender that, fluid. No, excited. What was the, oh. what was the figure Ex- of speech? Excitedly fluid or something like that. Fluidic, energetically energetically yeah. fluid. So as an energetically fluid person... You know, tell me how you got to even be able to have that language. Um, self-study. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-study with all of my books, all of my uh, lectures that I listen to. It's a term that I actually had came up with on the spot, like energetically feel like what can I call it? Um, prior to being in this space that I am now, and prior to identifying as being uh, queer, I... I understood that I could be attracted to any energy. Like, mm-hmm. a man can come here, I'm not gonna wanna fuck him. But 
but a man could come here and his spirit or his his energy be so mm-hmm. uh, such so vibrant and resonates so well with me. The straight girl that was a straight like, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she over there visualizing <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and so like there was a time where I would find myself attracted to that energy, but not attracted to the physical okay. sort of suit that mm-hmm. is yeah. um, housing. And but I don't I don't I don't fuck them. And so I was like, I could be in a relationship with a man, but we ain't gonna ever have sex. So what's the point, right? Mm. What's the point? Um, but more on energetically fluid. So I personally find the masculine aesthetic absolutely amazing for a myriad of reasons, namely its classic appeal. Meaning so, the physical, physical, yeah, uh, more attired. Um, classic appeal, like traditional appeal, or classic? oh, not at classical, like in any time period, it for can dress. be relevant for dress. Okay, okay, for dress. yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. And it's clean. I love the functionality in men's wear. Mm, um, mm-hmm. The deep pockets, uh, the hidden pockets, um, multiple ways to keep your britches on your on your body. your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of how everything just fits. Uh, there is much more detail. If, even if you go into a store now, men's clothing typically lasts a lot longer than women's clothing mm-hmm. because they use more hefty fabrics and stuff like that. Even if you like go to H and M, they don't make good shit. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, so that, that there's that part. But I also recognize, and also in dating, like there are people who would self-identify as being femme or masculine of center and as I'm reading the energy I respect what they mm-hmm. what they call but I in reading energy the energy of that person um, being more of a nurturer or being more um, into sort of like getting shit done like the caregiver or the person that like takes care of the home like there are different energies mm-hmm. and like recognizing mm-hmm. that part as well and so I don't feel like I have a type except for fine as fuck. Um, and it's a good type. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta have, you can't be skipping out on, on quality. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and just recognizing that there's this, the other parts that it's like the universe is abundant and there's plenitude here and not wanting to limit myself based upon pseudo comfort um, around these sort of barriers that I create for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. You mentioned Abby Lincoln. So what type of music? So they know, you know, what to expect. Um, I don't, much like myself, I don't identify as feminine or masculine. I identify as myself, uh, an ever evolving individual, um, that is most suitable. And my music, I mean, if I were to give it, if I were to give you a thing, I can tell you what I use. I use my voice. I use a loop pedal. And I use an able to push too. Um, you use a what pedal? A loop pedal. Uh, it's this beautiful, beautiful piece of machinery um, that you speak into, and you you send audio. It could be a guitar, uh, okay. and then it just keeps looping. It. Cool. Live. Um, you can do it live, live right? Yeah, yes, yeah. I've cool, seen cool, it happen. Cool, it's very cool. lovely. Um, so it's yeah, a pretty strong performance. Do you, I was going to say, do you perform anywhere? Um, I do. Uh, no upcoming shows at the moment, but I'll be sure to let you mother lovers know. My mission right now is to have something to give to the world. Um, I perform. I have only one song that I feel like good and recorded and ready to like release. 
Um, but I want to release work so that when I'm done performing, those who would like to can go back and revisit it. Mm-hmm. We want it. Within. Yeah. The streets are talking. The streets are talking. Word on the street. Who got a sex question for Elle since she don't want to answer mine? Can you please define oh. lint liquor? That's not really the question, but I Well, there's this Orbit commercial. Okay. Uh, uh, um, but I love lint liquor or carpet muncher or whatever. Uh, I, I like to be provocative just for the sake of being provocative because I think it calls people to like check themselves. Like What's if you're repulsed by it, like why are you repulsed? What's your favorite name for vagina? First of all, it's been brought to my attention that we've been walking around talking about vagina and a vagina is a small too. part of a whole <sighs> vulva. I call mine Nina. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That was a hop, skip, and a jump. Okay, I got a question. I got a question. Um, As a lover of music, is music ever incorporated in your love name? Oh, absolutely. Mm. And the best music. In which way? Yes. What you mean in which way? Are you singing to... Oh. Are you singing I, into the vulva? Yes, oh, I've had I've had I someone mean, humming into my vulva, I, and it mm, feels this is mm. nice. Well, you have to. Um, <laughs> you know, humming is a great tool. Vibration is real, um, and I mean that like for real, for real. Everything, everything in this universe, animate and inanimate, vibrates, and so using that, it can be very, very healing to sort of like stimulate that chakra and that area so that we're on. So how do you stimulate Nina? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, sex and music and sex together. Yes, I love jazz. I think Mm -hmm. jazz is great for keeping a steady tempo. Mm -hmm. I think it's great for um, allowing the crescendo to happen naturally. Like you can actually travel with it Mm -hmm. without things getting like too chaotic. Mm -hmm. Um, The bass gets you in a space, like it moves you in a different way. Every instrument has its sort of part in the whole. Um, experience music is helpful, but we can also make our own music. If it be moans or breath or mm, ruffling the sheets, like hitting the sheets. <laughs> Who else is turned off? <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm <laughs> already clammy, so <laughs> halfway there. Ass spanking. The proper way to spank an ass, you got to make sure you keep your hand on that bitch. But also really flat. And the, the, the cup. It depends on the ass. I don't know. I, I always felt it. like the and, and like where. where you do it, right? Right. And if you mm-hmm. got an onion booty and you got an apple bottom booty, like it's a different, like it's different. Okay. And yes, and as a person that partakes in BDSM activities, oh, you must warm up the area that you will hit first. Like warm up, and like starts with with which is like rubbing your hand on it, rubbing okay. it, and then oh. soft taps with. Guys, I'm learning so many things that I might use later today. <laughs> I mean, Eric's making me tacos, oh but you know, <laughs> other tacos could be eaten. <laughs> Why did you move your mouth like that? <laughs> like, like a ventriloquist. I was looking for like a joke on Mexican. Like, Anything you'd like to add? Just do you want to put into the ether? 
Sure, I am followable. Um, we have a good IG. Yeah, where can we find you? You can find me at my name, E L T S I D L C. Oh my god, can we just talk about that a little bit? The sure. origin of your name? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're going to ask me a question. You What's the origin this? of your name? <laughs> okay. You know what? I started working with this beautiful, 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 beautiful spirit. Um, and they are my spiritual teacher. Um, and while in session, I was christened with the name. They were communicating with me, and they just kept saying L. And I responded. I was never like, who is she talking to? Okay. Um, and before making, like, crossing the threshold to this earthly plane, right after my brother, 11 minutes to be exact, um, my name was Emma Lou, which is my grandmother's name on my mother's side. And when I was moving out of a very turbulent relationship and very like dark space in my life that was the armor that I wore to help me you know transmute transcend this energy or that energy and it just so happened that L yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but that wasn't what it was and uh my last name is Sid Kainu um it means my entire name is uh the first radiant god of righteousness Mm -hmm. um and righteousness not like bible's not the righteousness but just knowing that I am the embodiment of divine energy and a very unique expression of that, but not separate from the whole. So, so give us a drop. This is L, and then all of that. L, unique embodiment of righteousness. L, goddess of. Can I, I don't know what we're doing. Can I just get it? Like, I am of... L, Sid K. New, the first radiant god of righteousness. We're definitely ripping him to shreds, yeah? Trash, 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 trash. I kind of feel like we don't really need to say that much about him. It was a mistrial. That's what I wanted to... I got acquitted. No, he didn't get acquitted. It was a mistrial. So we're going to do this again. So there's no What does it mean? That means the defense has to present new evidence. The poor woman who was sexually assaulted by the... Who was a lesbian. It was a lesbian lesbian. So the woman who was drugged, sexually assaulted... We'll have to then again take the stand and retell her story, and we'll have to deal with the media circus again. Again, the prosecutor so said they're going to yeah, they're going to try it again um, next month. I think they said. So. Good. Throw him under the jail. The thing is, is that people really just look at him as Clifford Huxtable. Yeah. They couldn't come to an agreement. That was what it is. There's just too many. Well, especially when he receipts. shows up with, with Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And his wife is still out there standing for him, you know? She wrote this awful Terrible, like incoherent. Her daughter also wrote an open letter, too. Camille's was horrible. I was like, are you joking? What the fuck is she? Was basically She's like, like, he's heinous and. Uh, fuck the prosecutor. They like, fuck the prosecutor. Fuck all the media for lying. And I was like, what is this? Meanwhile, like, they had a private number just for the side bitches like anyway yeah so let's trash. just not talk about the levels can of... we can we love something that's men are we doing we could talk about black panther ryan coogler oh yes. the trailer so good so many levels of coochie juice that came out just from seeing the fight sequences and uh, multiple flavors or just one flavor 
so many flavors in orange juice. Can I just taste the rainbow? I was not prepared for the trailer because I just I couldn't deal with all the hype on IG that day. I was like, I love Black Panther, been a fan of the animated series, been a fan of the comic book, been a fan of all of it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait till the hype dies down. Go to the Marvel YouTube to watch the trailer, which <laughs> someone told me it's a trailer, not a preview. Ten million views already. So I was already yeah. like, well, this is the thing. Watched the trailer and I was literally like oh. crying a little bit. My edges were getting snatched. I was getting my hair braided watching the shit. It was like double snatched in the way it flew out. The <laughs> Everybody's in it. It's like it's ridiculous. so good. All the blackers. Can we All also talk about how amazing Angela Bassett is? Not that we like need to. Like she's in this movie, but like yeah. I'm just breathing. I'm just like breathing heavily because, and also because I saw her on the Master of None episode that everyone was talking oh, yeah. about. And so again, like she just did she play Lena Waite's mom? Yes, yes. but it's very I lovely. Season, sorry, tried. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this particular episode was a little different in I, terms of that was the only episode I've seen on that show. Did so. you like it? I, I enjoyed it. Right, I it. it's like 25 minutes. Of, I mean, we are women of color. The main character for this one particular episode is very interesting, oh, and it's how she comes out to her family. Yeah, and Angela Bassett, who plays her mom, Kim Whitley plays her aunt. What? Yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's funny. funny. <laughs> it's so like the whole like everything about it is so great too. I mean, anyway. So sorry, I just want to take a moon momento <laughs> for, <laughs> for for, for Angela Bassett. We rift because we love Black Panther. We love. Well, Master there's also and Lena Waite's storyline on Master yes. yeah. <laughs> More specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guest appearance by Angela Bassett. Yes. So it's been real, y'all. Yeah. We're four colored girls. You can check me out. My name's Jed. Uh, I have a business. The world's first pop-up burger bar, Bad Girls Burgers. We're actually doing a branding revamp, so look out for that. Also, check us out on Bad Girls Burgers. It's B-A-D-G-U-R-L-S. B-U-R-G-E-R-S. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ford.com. Uh, my name is Sabria. Always happy to be here. Um, you can find me on Instagram from Bria with XOXO. Um, yeah, you know, I'm still running the program that I've talked to you guys about before. It's really fun. I think we might have 10 to 12 students next year, which is really exciting. Um, over the summer, I'm working on marketing and branding the program, so we can swap notes, Let's Jet. Do it. Um, but I'm also getting more into film photography, which I'm really excited about. Um, like a film story, not a film story, but like a photo story, um, with my girls. So, mm. you guys, uh, I might be calling on you guys to sit for some photos soon. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I am Jessica. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Say yes to the Jess. The Harlem Shimmy. Or the Harlem Shimmy. Every time I see the Harlem Shimmy, I retweet something like yes. <laughs> um, and also, Jet and I share a social media account. High five. Nobody's of note. Best friends levels to the show. You can um, also buy t-shirts. Uh, fuck white privilege. Fuck white people. Or privilege t-shirts. every episode. <laughs> and then I think you edit it out most of the time. Most of the time. Not all the time. And we can buy, you can buy a fuck white privilege t-shirt as well. And other merchandise. Follow nobody's in notes as well. It's a great Instagram account. I love it. It's the best one you're not following. Hello, Kimberly Chalk here. AKA Kimberly Galton Mitchell. Not anymore. Legally changed that professionally Ooh, and shit. on my bank account. Damn, um, that's real. Yeah. So after doing that show, I was telling you guys about uh, taking down the patriarchy and fighting against uh, violence against women and girls. I am having 
a summer of love and vacations Woo! And, Woo! and maybe comedy. Who knows? But I'm at Kimberly Giggle on IG. Woo! And she's bunty. She's also very cute. All right, oh God, so we know how to find L. It's it's basically telling us to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> L, thank you. Love thank you. you. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Like this color. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.